The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. The following is a presentation of the Speed Sport Podcast Network. Kyle Busch won the season opener at Talladega. DeGroote was second. He's the reigning champion. It's the iRacers Download, where reality meets the virtual world of auto racing. Cardwell hoping it stays green. He nearly spins it around. Who's it going to be, Cardwell, Berkeley, or someone else? iRacing's executive director, Dale Earnhardt Jr. I think that NASCAR is starting to see the value and the opportunities that can present themselves working with iRacing. From the Speed Sport Podcast Studios, powered by My Race Pass, here are your hosts, Justin Prince and Taylor Burris. Welcome to a special edition of the iRacers Download from the Speed Sport Podcast Studio, powered by My Race Pass. And Justin, this is episode 100. Can you believe it? No, I can't really believe it. It's been a long time, but it's been a lot when it comes to the iRacers download over the past few years. Lots of different interviews, lots of different storylines to talk about. To say it's been now 100 total episodes is an exciting time to be in as an understatement. It certainly is. I mean, we have so much we have covered in just 100 episodes from some of the biggest leagues in iRacing to talking some of the biggest names in motorsports and even in iRacing World Championship competitions. And we'll take a little bit of time throughout this episode to celebrate that, but we have a lot of news to cover. Of course, we are getting ready to go into week 13 starting next week. We'll cover more of that coming up next week, but this week, we're going to talk to some of our close friends over at the Precision Racing League and sit down with three champions a little bit later on in the today's show. Yes, indeed. Lots of champions when it comes to the PRL, crowning the respective champions for the Precision Racing League in the past week. Amongst those of note, Richard Regan Jr., who became a three-time champion on Wednesday nights, only one of three total to do so, mind you, in its history. Also, we'll be bringing in one of the very notable drivers in series history, that being Abdur Acosta that comes to mind because of his consistency on the oval side and on the road side. And also, finding out during the week that he had arranged coaching sessions with his brother, but never followed through. We'll see if he followed through after everyone found out what happened in the finale. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see talking with him about that. But we also got a lot of other news to talk about while we wait for our guests that will come a little later on the show. But... Justin, let's talk a little bit about some of the big news I have to say that happened. The biggest one that I have to say is a partnership with iRacing and the FIA, first and foremost. And this is a little bit further about our Formula 4 experience here on the iRacing platform, with iRacing partnering with the FIA to authenticate Formula 4 racing here on the service. Yes, indeed, that means we no longer have to call the car the IRO4. Yes, indeed, now with that permission from the FIA, a big part to be able to make it a little bit easier to call it that way, but the more intriguing part in that announcement on top of the certification from the FIA is the fact there is the potential of the pipeline to bring esports competitions from the FIA to iRacing. Now, keep in mind the FIA has hosted sim racing events on multiple different platforms 
You also have in that same realm the Olympics that come to mind, for example, under that sort of thing. But now, this is a big opportunity that leads to a pipeline of FIA to iRacing competitions, while in terms of also fixing the IRO4 naming issue, so to speak, with a generic model, as it's described, for use by FIA member clubs worldwide, so they don't have a manufacturer conflict, meaning you can bring any team in from the real world to virtual and not have to say, okay, how do we make sure this, let's for say, for example, this Ford doesn't look like a Nissan or something like that. Yeah, it's a big opportunity as well. And also, if you think about it, Justin, with this partnership with the FIA, this opens the door for so many other opportunities in both open wheel, sports car and endurance racing, and even touring car and other styles of racing that could come, as well as also events that could come on the iRacing platform. Yeah, indeed. And that's something from my understanding that is something I think in the next year or so to keep an eye on in that regard, but also something to keep an eye on to the last sentence in the update kind of went under the radar where it says, and I quote, dozens of real world FIA Formula 4 hoax circuits already available in iRacing with more to be added in the future releases. And that's a big thing because think about it this way, Taylor. There are a ton of respective nations which have their own Formula 4 championships. We're talking about dozens of tracks that need to be added in that regard, if that's indeed the way it's to be interpreted. Dozens of tracks indeed, and it just opens up so many exciting things. I'm excited about this. Everyone who I've talked to is excited about this partnership. So we'll see how this portrays as we get further and further. Of course, we get a brand new update to the we can now just say the Formula 4 car coming up in the Week 13 build following up next week. Well, let's talk about the another form of racing and partnerships. Racing Prodigy announces Prodigy Racing League with iRacing to bring real-world Prodigy drivers as well as other sim racers to merge them both together. Yes, indeed. It's the first E-to-Real Sports League that Racing Prodigy has been able to do. This is something iRacing has had in terms of that pipeline with the Skip Barber Racing School, for example, to run in Skip Barber, which led to Elvis Rankin's success in the past year, for example, the real-world action. But now it's the chance to do so with the GR86 Cup Open Challenge. That's starting up in the month of June, all leading up to an intriguing note, a chance to be able to compete in a Radical SR1. So a real-world car at a track called Atlanta Motorsports Park. You've been at that facility in the past, you've mentioned in discussions prior to today's show. But it's going to be intriguing to see which drivers turn out, but more so which drivers make it to the Prodigy Week, as it's called, at a track that, hint, hint, is not on iRacing currently. Yeah, it certainly is not. So it's going to be exciting to see how this will play out when we get closer and closer to this. Of course, this is utilizing the Toyota GR86 car, so this is going to be exciting to see how this will come about and how the entire championship will be played out for competitors competing yep. in this series. And the one thing I will note when it comes to it, it's similar to that of Skip Barber's format, for example, hence why I mentioned that, where it's through the time trials or time attacks, I should say, to be able to qualify. So it's similar to that regard, but you still need to be able to make the semifinal in July, then make the final. Was looking through some of the rules, for example, when it comes to this event, 
It's very similar to that way where you need to be able to qualify. Top 40 advance with their fastest laps by June 25th. Then you make that semifinal on Canada Day, July the 1st to 1 p.m. start. Then you have the top 10 each of those semifinal races amongst that group of 40, whittled on down to the finals later that respective day, where they will determine how things play out, where again, one person gets, they call the prodigy pass. Second place, you get a direct drive wheel. Third place, get a sim racing cockpit from SimLab. Really great opportunity and really cool content that people can go out there and win. And of course, you get the chance to have the opportunity to race in a radical car over at Atlanta Motorsports Park, which is a fun facility. Very exciting. A lot of coaching happens there as well, both for cars, karting, you name it. They will help you get your way up through the ranks in motorsports. So excited to see how this will play out. And who knows? We'll see who may come out on top for this championship. Well, another thing we have to talk about this past week, Justin, it was Memorial Day on Monday, of course. And Tuesday, it was the eNASCAR stars to take to the high banks of Charlotte Motor Speedway to show respect as we remember those who lost their lives in battle throughout the many years in history as the Coca-Cola 150 took place on the eNASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series calendar where Tucker Mentor, the rookie, takes home his second career victory of the year in a star-spangled striped race that was exciting from start to finish. And heartbreaking turn for Jimmy Mullis. There was a lot of discussion with how Mullis had ran that race with him in contention, finishing with 12 laps left, but five laps down in 37th as a result of the late race troubles. But indeed, you mentioned Tucker Mentor breaking through, Garrett Maines in second, Matt Busa, Michael Conti, Corey Vincent very quietly had 35 laps led, nearly a more than a third, in fact, of the race. Still held on to the top five at his best run of the entire season. But it was an intriguing one, to say the very least. Not just with this win for Minter, with this being very helpful for being able to make the postseason, as we've seen in past years with how many winners we can get, but also just how things played out in terms of the strategies, in terms of being able to avoid the struggles. In particular, that lap 68 caution really mixed things up with how strategies played out. It really is, and we'll see how that will play out. Of course, with how the point standings is for right now, Conti, Minter, then you have Kerwin, Bobby Zelensky, and Steven Wilson, the only drivers locked in. The first guy, driver on points is Nick Ottinger. Then Jordy Lopez, Malik Ray, Michael Cozy, Graham Bolin. Garrett Maines is on the outside looking in. He's got a good points run. In fact, he just made his best career finish, I have to say, in iRacing competition in the eNASCAR Coke Series in second place after starting in 20th. Remember, Maines was also really quick that one year where Vicente Salas led every single lap and at the time had some partnerships experience working in the past together amongst them. So there was some experience back then with Garrett Maines up towards the front. It's just been a matter of getting consistent top runs for Garrett Maines. People have expected him to be one of the higher-up drivers. After all, he builds sim rigs for a living. On top of that, basically lives in the sim, so to speak, with how he puts in time in those race cars. So I'm thinking when it comes to Garrett Maines, the time is coming soon where he breaks on through. He just needs to keep things going. And 
quite frankly, not qualifying 20th like he did at Charlotte, which it took him a while to get up to the front. It certainly did, but he was able to make some race calls, work his way up through the field, and pull out a astounding drive to the front of the field. Of course, the next round of the E-NASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series will be on Tuesday, June the 13th, in two weeks, as they head to Worldwide Technology Raceway at Gateway. So exciting to see how that will play out. We'll find out who comes out on top. Well, with that, we're going to take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, we will be joined by some of our special guests from the PRL here on the iRacers download from the SpeedSport Podcast Studio, powered by MyRacePass. Welcome back to the iRacers download from the SpeedSport Podcast Studio, powered by MyRacePass. Taylor Burris here along with Justin Prince as we are joined by members from the Precision Racing League with champions as well as the Chief Stewarding. We'll go ahead and give a quick rundown of who is here with us. Of course, the Chief Stewarding for the PRL is Arnaud Genest, or Genest is joining us here. Arnaud, how are you today? Hey, guys. Doing good. Very good to hear. And then also joining us is the champion to the PRL Truck Series, Richard Reagan. How's it going? And also joining us is the PRL GT3 Series champion for 2023 Season 2, of course, Abner Acosta. Hello, guys. And finally, the 2023 Season 2 champion for the PRL Cup Series, none other than, of course, Trent Dinkle. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Well, good evening, everyone, and we are happy to have you all here with us. And, of course, apologies right quick. It is Richard Reagan Jr., who's the champion for the Xfinity cars, not the truck. So apologies on that. We'll get this show on the road first and foremost. Well, gentlemen, let's start with, of course, Trent. It has been a long season, and not only that, it's been a multiple seasons of championship after championship for you, Trent. Talk to us about how it's been racing in the series for the PRL. Um, I mean, it's always fun. I think, uh, well, definitely myself, but kind of all of Team Hype, you know, we kind of struggled that first season just trying to figure out open setups. You know, I think there were some people that joined the league, like Matt and Dirty South with Richard in it, that they definitely had it kind of already figured out, and we were on the back foot, and that first season definitely wasn't very fun and then the second season came around and I just kind of took a step back and tried to have a little bit more fun and ended up working out pretty good and of course you know you had to go up against a lot of head major competitors in this championship but you know even your own teammates were some of the ones you had to go toe-to-toe with for this championship series but what is maybe something different about the PRL Cup Series compared to other championships that you've competed in or even the official side of iRacing? Um, I mean, PRL's always, you know, I just like it. The races are always the perfect length. The broadcast adds a lot of fun to it. Um, you know, they're generally pretty clean. And, you know, it is kind of fun to, like, get to know, like, how people around you race all the time because you get to do it with them for, I mean, I've been racing with most of these guys for, over two years now so you know that makes a lot of fun and then yeah i think just following the actual official schedule helps a lot because i know there's a lot of different like cup leagues that are out there that they run like a goofy schedule and 
that would just not be very much fun in my opinion having to build a setup for a track and you have no idea what you're going into every week but so yeah i mean i've been around for a while and i definitely am planning on staying for quite a while anyways it certainly is and of course you are working with one of the premier teams here in the prl team private label team hype of course, the team that is owned by both Ty Stover and Tommy Milner, factory Corvette driver. What is the camaraderie around working with those two, as well as also the rest of your team? I mean, it's always been good. I definitely, you know, back in the day, I was helping out a lot without actually being on the team. And then, not helping out a lot. I was testing a lot for them to try and help them out. Um, you know, and then... I got on the team and being able to work with Abner, who's really good at saving tires and having somebody to try and beat every week, you know, that definitely helps. I mean, Abner's probably the main reason why I'm so fast on road courses because he was so fast and I just had to bust my butt every week and put in like 10 hours each week to be almost as fast as him. So, you know, it's good to have good teammates that are good competition and um, bring out the best driver help you get the most out of the set or the track or whatever it may be well speaking of abner we'll go ahead and turn over to abner acosta who is your champion in the gt3 cars abner is something we're not usually used to but it turns out you've turned into one established road racing driver especially here in the prl of course not only that but also being a driver for the prl in the endurance series yeah, um, this season I definitely did not expect to win the, in the GT3 side. Um, you know, there's a lot of strong drivers there, and uh, I don't think it was a super strong year. I just was just very consistent. I was able to get one win, which was really happy with that. But yeah, I started PRL uh, racing road course actually, and won three championships back in the day, and then kind of moved over to the oval side just because decided I wanted to learn and was very interested. Got pretty fast there in the last two seasons. I'm just trying to go back sort of to road racing, uh, not quite oval, but, you know, just try to go back to my roots and get good again. So uh, still working on that. And the interesting about that respective championship battling in that series was when you look at how things broke down in the sprint series this season, about half the drivers who won races, in fact, two wins for Beckham Jasir, one win for Scott Kimbrough, you have two wins for Andrew Waring, they were not full-time. But then you were amongst those with the most consistency, well, one of the best consistency marks in terms of the full-timers. How would you describe the back-and-forth heaven flow of the season where it seemed nobody had that true top five every single round speed that we've normally seen in these championships? Yeah, um, that was a big factor uh, on me winning too. Like, for example, Elliot White, he, he won two races. I'm not even sure how many he did, but he's super fast. But he's also kind of, you know, not putting a lot of time this season. Um, we had Boris, my teammate as well. Yeah, I think he got two wins, but he got wrecked out of four races. So a little bit of luck and, and also for some people that just missed races. So, and again, like I said, I was just the most consistent one and that stayed alive throughout the whole season. Uh, and yeah, that helped me out to take the championship at the end. And what that added success when you consider how you've done at the cup series, as well as how you've been also doing in the Xfinity series this season, actually in the championship fight for the top five entering the finale, 
how do you describe that balance? Because you did discuss during that season finale for the Xfinity Series side, the difficulty of some of that balance with the family as well as the racing aspect. Yeah, um, I was actually looking at my VRS stuff and I was definitely putting more time in the GT3 side. That was my, my main goal. And then I figured I would just kind of sit and drive for the oval side, which, you know, uh, Trent and Richard, they did really well. They dominated both series. And in those two series, I actually got second runner up on the cup and um, Xfinity. So um, it was really tough to beat them. Um, they were super fast. Um, don't know if I could even beat them with you know, just practicing more, but um, definitely my goal was to practice GT3 and kind of um, get my speed there and then just kind of sit and drive on the oval since that's what I've been doing lately. Yeah, third championship to your credit when it comes to GT or GT3 machines, by the way. I'm interested in a follow-up because the last time we also spoke was for that Xfinity Series finale where apparently... You promised to coach your brother and did not coach your brother yet. Have you gone forward with the coaching scheduling yet? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're talking about it. Um, so we, we had already set this up since he found out that I was coaching some people. He's like, oh, uh, you know, you got to coach me. And we put it on the schedule and everything. And uh, it, it just, I never had the time to do it. And then he won the race and I did not coach him. We've had conversations about saving tires and how to drive at the beginning, but not that I actually sat with him. So, um, yeah, I know next season, I think there's going to be a lot of road courses. He's definitely not strong in, in any of that. So um, I'll, I'll try to coach him and kind of send him telemetry on that. Um, so, yeah, yeah it's going to happen. I think since I started coaching, uh, I didn't know I would like it so much. I feel like it's uh, – I guess I never thought I had a lot of input. Uh, but I feel like on the oval side, I guess I do because I, the people that I've coached right away, they're doing really well uh, as far as saving tired and just um, getting good results. So um, I really enjoyed that aspect of it. And I think I think I'm going to continue doing it for sure. Now, with that championship, that moved you to second all time in that regard. The interesting note brings us towards our Xfinity Series champion and a former teammate of Abner Acosta with probably team hype at one point, Richard Regan Jr., Picking up that championship, getting yourself a multiple-time championship banner in turn for Wednesday nights. Very few drivers have been able to do so in its history. Multiple iterations as much as you have now. How would you describe that championship fight? How would it hold off your former teammate, after Acosta? Yeah, good evening, guys. Um, the championship fight was definitely, uh, definitely a good battle. Um, I kind of started behind the eight ball there, uh, finishing I think fourth at uh, Coda, but um, was able to have a good season the rest of the, the year and um, put on top three finishes other than plate tracks and was able to be consistent enough to grab the championship. And um, um, props to Abner, racing me clean all season long. Me and him have some history together, some good, some bad, but uh, it's just definitely be able to go out there and race hard and race clean every week. Now, this season took an interesting partnership, Tally, because now it's Regan Bogue Motorsports you're with in that regard, matching up with Reese Bogue, who is the youngster in Real World Racing short track action. You also have Danny Cervantes as a part of the grouping. How would you describe that partnership now, essentially picking up success with three different organizations in the PRL over the past four years? Yeah, it's definitely um, a good accomplishment to have. Um, I work with Reese in real life with uh, I'm a spotter and crew chief um, in his late model, so me and him work together a lot. And uh, I brought him into the league. He was running trucks in season one, 
more of a developmental role, but he got moved up to Xfinity and um, he had kind of bad start to his year in Xfinity. And um, towards the end, he started to get decent finishes and um, Danny, he's been with Wadaback forever and he was looking for a change. And I ended up messaging him to see if he wanted to come over to RBM. And uh, he said, sure. And, um, you know, Danny, he has some good speed. He just needs to work on his consistency a little bit. And then I think uh, RBM will definitely be a team that's going to be hard to beat for years to come. Now, on top of your success when it comes to the championships, though, one of the winningest drivers in series history, and I mean of all PRL when looking at things, the all-time win table, second all-time, five ahead of Acosta, but still about 50 back to Bradley Hawley. Now, the interesting note is going to be trying to chip down that gap because here's the intriguing part. You're, you got more Sunday wins since with the cup car. But the Wednesday nights, Holly's got double. How would you describe that battle trying to catch up to one of the all-time greats at Holly for the win category? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, usually I don't think about that too much. Um, I just every every race I enter, I just try to go out there and do my best, and um, whatever happens, happens. Really, um, Brad had a stronghold on the truck side forever. Um, and he, he really dominated in that series. So uh, it's definitely going to be a tough challenge to get up to him. But um, who knows, maybe in a year or two, I'll be up there with him. And um, don't count Abner out. Um, he's only five back. Um, he'll, he'll figure out the B car soon enough. And then also Trent. I mean, he's been dominating Cup. And he's just been racking up wins the last year, really. So he's going to be up there pretty soon, too. Yeah, actually, 18 total career victories for Dinkle so far, tied with J.R. Smith and Nick McLaughlin. When it comes to the all-time Piro wins, just in grand total, about six have 20 or more wins in the history of the PRL. And you mentioned some of that progression over the years. When it comes to the different groups and that, how would you describe that progression? Having the different partnerships, the different connections in turn, but also having that experience grow in terms of not just in the PRL, but also with the various sim racing teams that you've worked with in the past couple of years. Yeah, I mean, um, all the teams I've been on have had a lot of talent surrounding me. So um, uh, whether I was on a team for a couple of months or a couple of years, um, you know, I was able to learn some things with everyone I've been with. And I've been able to teach everyone a couple of things here and there as well. Um, I remember Trent when he first joined in Cup and um, I was working with him a little bit when he was helping us test the setups for the Cup side and uh, trying to get him dialed in. He was pretty new to iRacing at the time, so it's pretty cool to see how fast he's gotten. Um, and then, like, especially now with everyone at Dirty South Racing, like Matt Long, he's he's crazy with saving tires in the cup car. And um, I'm not really that good in the cup car, but he's definitely making me better when I can put the time into practice. And I think that showed this season because I was able to grab a win over there too. And um, the Xfinity car, I've just always liked how you have to drive the car, and um, I'm pretty good with saving the tires there, so... I'm just trying to put that knowledge and, and teach Danny and Reese how to how to save the tire a little bit and um, get them more consistent. Well, we have to talk about, of course, the brand new season that's just around the corner here coming up for the PRL Cup Series. And, of course, with that, we have to talk to Arnaud. And, Arnaud, talk to us a little bit about how this season overall went for you guys, especially you being a steward to the championships as well as also what can we expect for the future? Uh, thanks for, for having me. Um, yeah, I mean, this this season especially, 
um, in, uh, in, on the roadside, I would say that it was a pretty, um, a pretty calm season um, as for protests and incidents. Um, we always tend to, uh, well, we are very proud of ourselves regarding on how we are transparent throughout uh, the season and how we are managing those, um, those incidents. Uh, there's a couple of things that we try to do and improve uh, season over season. I'm not exactly sure why this season was so, was so good. Uh, if I did, maybe I would <laughs> try to copy that, uh, <laughs> that recipe, but for sure, we we stick with a, the couple of same drivers over season over season, and um, you know these clean drivers tend to stick around since uh, you know it's so fun to to drive at PRL. I think it's very competitive, but also fair, and that's why you know it's much better running in in this league in particular uh, compared to let's say running in officials where. Uh, you know, you don't really care about drivers around you. You just want to maximize your results and your IR gain and, and stuff like that. But when you race in the league in general, and I would say that's particularly, uh, particularly the, the case in, in PRL, you're going to race over and over against the same guys. So if, you, uh, <laughs> if you're too aggressive on week three or whatever week, you can expect to see the same guy next, you know, the following week. So he might not be as respectful like, as he was. So I think that's probably one of the one of the key reasons uh, we tend to have a, a you know pretty a pretty good group. Um, and also, I think I don't know, being transparent and showing what what is acceptable on track and what is not throughout uh, the videos that I um, the the Naya and Charles are are making after the each and every race. Uh, pretty much helps with, um, you know, with teaching and also understanding what's what's acceptable around the track and around PRL. Um, so I, I think that's the two main uh, key uh, elements that uh, makes PRL a great place to race. Um, and for the future, I, I'm I'm not entirely sure. I'm just trying to to make this uh, this stewarding process pretty good. Um, being again transparent, teaching guys, uh, you know, making those videos. So I've been doing that job for that thankless job. I would have to say, I would have to say for the last two years uh, on the roadside. And uh, to be honest, it's pretty fun. I'm not entirely sure what uh, what the future brings for, for PR and stewarding, but uh, any any suggestion is uh, is welcome for sure. Well, of course, you know, we are excited to see what we'll be able to play out as we move forward. Of course, the same type of series that we saw from last season, for the most part, no major changes. But there is talk that you guys might be looking at prototype racing by season four. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that would that would be cool. <laughs> that would be cool. Um, we we thought about it um, during the, you know, in the past few weeks, you know, there was a round, um, there was, um, you know, a word around uh, uh, iRacing that the LMP3s would, uh, uh, would come in on Season 3. So on the next season, we were not ex uh, entirely sure. So we did not plan to have uh, <laughs> that series booked since the car wasn't released yet. We're not in the, you know, in, in, in the special papers of 
of iRacing to know in advance, but um, surely uh, we're trying. So we're trying out the the Radical uh, series for for this summer. Uh, but uh, yeah, for for sure, uh, P2s. I, I'm thinking about uh, Christian Eisler uh, and a couple of of uh, guys that were very fast in the um, in the IMSA series. We ran a couple of season back, and uh, we would very much like to get those guys back in uh, in the prototype. Maybe not in the multi-class uh, multi-class uh, series, but let's say you know a dedicated uh, prototype uh, type of player series. So that would that could be very cool, and uh, looking forward to it. Well, of course, as we look ahead for that, you know, as we come to a close on this interview, gentlemen, I want to go through some final thoughts as far as where can people go to learn more about y'all's career? Where can people go learn about the series and go from there as hopefully we can see some more drivers sign up for any of these amazing series. And Abner, we'll start with you. Hey, uh, well, actually, I all of my social media is just personal. So uh, <laughs> I don't think you'll uh, find me there anywhere. I mean, I, I guess if you do, you can always send me a friend request or something. But uh, you always find me on Discord and in PRL. So, I mean, if, if you're doing PRL um, and you need and someone needs any help with anything, it happens all the time. People send me messages or, you know, um, you can always reach me on, on, on Discord or PRL. Uh, Arnaud, where can people go to learn more about at least the PRL or if they need to reach out to you for any questions? No, please don't. Please don't reach out to me. Uh, <laughs> um, so at first, uh, we have the, the website, so precision, uh, precisionracinglead.com. That's where all the uh, series information, uh, registration fees, and uh, the um, the upcoming series are, um, are uh, you know, added or at least uh, shown there. Uh, we also have a Discord where it's free to join. You can also see, uh, you know, join the community there, exchange with uh, drivers prior to to join or to sign up for uh, for a series. Um, and uh, and also, if you if you want to uh, reach out to me or to Jérôme Bertiome, uh, Nick McLaughlin, or anyone that uh, that's in that uh, Discord, then you are more than welcome to do it. Uh, we are always looking for more talent and more clean drivers around here. So, yeah, go take a look. If you have any questions, then we'll, we'll be there for you. For that, we'll got to go to Trent. Um, yeah, I mean, I have, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the fun stuff. Um, I'm in quite a few different discords. I mean, if you see me in there, you can just hop in and hang out. I'm always down to chit chat with anybody. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it'd be pretty cool if we got some more, you know, better drivers into PRL. I know it seems like all are, not that they're bad now, but it just seems like a lot of the people that we race with in PRL, it's, you know, just as good racing, if not better than any top split any day of the week, you know, so it's pretty fun to be racing with good people all the time. But yeah, you can always shoot me a message on Discord or Facebook, Instagram. I don't really care. I'm always down to say hi. And of course, Richard. Richard, where can people go to follow you? Yeah, um, my socials are pretty much personal, so I don't really have anything. But um, if you want more information about the PRL, look them up on uh, Facebook, uh, Precision Racing League. You can also go to the website, precisionracingleague.com. 
Um, you can join the PRL Discord where there is a section for people to ask any question that they might have, uh, whether it be road course or NASCAR stuff. Um, and I know uh, some people are a little bit timid to join leagues that have entry fees, but uh, honestly, for the amount of money that we all pay to race in the PRL, um, the league has ran awesome. Um, you know, anytime there's a problem, uh, the organizers get, get back to you within 24 hours and, and you pretty much get an answer right away. Um, they're always available to talk. The community is really good too. We have a lot of good people in there that will help anyone out at any time. Um, and uh, if you guys are looking for like a clean series and just to get your feet wet and you're a NASCAR guy, hop over to the Xfinity car. We had seven races out of 10 last year that went caution free um, for 15 minutes. So that's, that's a good, uh, good st statistic to have for our league. And um I think we only had like maybe five or six total cautions for the year, including plate tracks. So that's pretty good as well. And um, uh, if you ever see me in Discord and uh, or on iRacing and uh, you guys are interested in the PRL, just shoot me a DM and I can get you where you got to be. And um, yeah. Sounds good to go. Well, with that, can, thank you very much, gentlemen, for your time. And of course, you can catch the PRL on Race Spot TV. As we look forward to seeing what the future holds for this amazing series and championships. And, of course, we cannot thank these gentlemen enough. But with that, it is time that we come to a close here for the iRacers download for Justin Prince. And, of course, myself, Taylor Rose. And for all of our guests here from the PRL, stay tuned next week as special guest Tyler Hudson joins us next time on the download. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.